0: Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled, Worship Matters in Our Future, presented by Pastor Floyd Silva on March 26, 2017.
1: Do you have plans for tomorrow? Yeah, absolutely. Who's looking forward to tomorrow? Nobody likes Mondays, just a few people. Yeah, I always tell people Mondays is a, a fresh start, right? We have a new week, new opportunity. The old week is gone and, and uh, some new hope, right, for Monday. Well, the reality is that is that we really don't know what our future holds, right? We can make plans. We can think about vacations and holidays and times together with family. You know, we're planning for a, a big Easter celebration here in just a few weeks, but truly we don't know What our future holds. We may not be here tomorrow. We may not be here in the next few hours. So, this morning, what I'd like to do as we continue or really end this series on Worship Matters is to talk a little bit about what our future holds, what worship looks like in our future. You know, when we think about our future, sometimes we get a little discouraged because we don't have all of the answers. And so what are we to do? Are we to just kind of hide in a corner and, and uh, you know, just regress and not be active in our community? Are we to just kind of sit back and just wait for things to happen and uh, worry about whether or not something is going to happen? If you get a chance sometime this week, I'm going to do a little plug. There's a, a, a video, um, it's called Stop It. And uh, if you get a chance, watch this video on YouTube. It's a really funny video. It's about a, a, a lady that goes to the doctor and, and she asks some advice and the doctor says, I can fix you real easily, you know, and he basically just tells her, just stop it. Stop worrying, you know. And, and really, that, that's what we've got to do. We've got to stop worrying about tomorrow and be active in today. We've got to live in the moments that God has given us and we have to be active in our faith, active in our worship because today is the day that God has given us, right? And his mercies are new each and every single day. We have an opportunity and a privilege to worship God every day with every breath that we have. You know, what, a, what a beautiful thing to think about that we have the precious gift of life, that today we live, today we get to Breathe. You know, one of the, the things that we say here at Soul Real it's our, it's our vision statement, is that, that we're going to look beyond the horizon and do our part today to ensure that things happen for our future generations. You know, we can't see beyond the horizon, but we're going to look forward, knowing that the difference that we make today will make a difference in future generations. You know, there's some teenagers in this room that, that may one day pastor this church that may one day lead all of us, but in the very least, we'll know that they'll, they'll pick our, our senior home, won't they? So we better be nice to them. We love you, teenagers. Just in case you didn't know that. We love you. So what does our future hold? What, what does God have in store for us as his people? I want you to look at the book of Revelation. And I want you to, I know we're going to be in four in just a moment, but I want you to look at chapter one because I love what it says because before we can seek the answer to the question of what does our future hold and what can we do today to ensure that we are preparing for our future, we have to understand who controls our future. Revelation chapter one, verses 16 through 18 I hear the pages flipping, so I'll give you a minute. You guys ready? All right, here we go. Verse 16 it says In his right hand he held seven stars. From his mouth came a sharp two edged sword, and his face was like the sun shining in full strength. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying, And this is Jesus speaking, Fear not. I am the first and the last, and the living one. I died, and behold, I am alive forever, and I have the keys of death and Hades. See, we don't know what our future holds, but we do know who holds our future. See, this passage right here tells us who has the key, who is the key. It is Jesus Christ. And that is why we point so often to Jesus. That's why we, we talk so much about who Jesus is, because he is the way, the truth, and the life. That whoever comes to him can find redemption and hope. And when we think about the tough moments of life and, and the things that the future will bring, we live each day claiming the hope of Jesus Christ for our lives. And this is why worship matters. This is why it's so important that we worship each and every single day. Every moment that God has given us, we are to worship and praise him. Because I tell you what, in our future, we will worship for eternity. God has an eternity of worship in store for us. And in our passage this morning, we're gonna learn some things, just a few things about what our worship will look like in the future. Well, let's pray. Father, we, we thank you for a new day. Lord, you have given us breath. And in that breath, there is life. Father, and that life comes through your son, Jesus Christ. And this morning, as we read your word, Father, I pray that it would just pierce our hearts, that it would speak to us in a way that would change us and move us to a response And not only would we reflect on what you have done in our lives, Father, and what you are continually doing in our lives, Father, that we would respond to it in a way that would bring you glory and honor. Lord, we we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you that you have given us an insight to the things that you will have for us in the coming days. Lord, and, and we hold on to these things. And so we pray by the power of your spirit that you would give us an understanding and that we would live in a way that would honor you. Lord, we love you and we praise you, and we do it all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Revelation chapter 4. We're going to read all 11 verses in this chapter because the context of it is very very eye-opening. And then we'll focus on just a few of the, the verses as we look at how we can apply it to our lives. In verse 1, it says, After this, I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice, which I had heard speaking to me like a trumpet, said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne stood in heaven, with one seated on the throne. And he who sat there had the appearance of Jasper and cornelian." And around the throne was a rainbow that had the appearance of an emerald. Around the throne were 24 thrones, and seated on the thrones were 24 elders, clothed in white garments with golden crowns on their heads. From the throne came came flashes of lightning and rumbling and peals of thunder. And before the throne were burning seven torches of fire, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was was at at it were a sea of glass like crystal and around the throne on each side of the throne are four living creatures full of eyes in front and behind the first living creature like a lion, the second living creature like an ox, the third living creature with the face of a man and the fourth living creature like an eagle in flight. And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings are full of eyes all around and within And day and night, they never cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him, who is seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who is seated on the throne, and they worship him who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Worthy are you, O Lord, our God to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. Amen. Amen. See, here we see what our future holds as followers of Jesus Christ. Here we see what eternity is going to look like for all of those that follow and walk with Jesus. So I want to focus on just a couple of things of what this passes. is, passage tells us about what will happen in our future and the very first thing that we see here is that we will be in God's presence we will sit before the throne of grace in verse 2 and 3 it says at once I was in the spirit and behold a throne stood in heaven with one seated on the throne and he who sat there had the appearance of Jasper and Cornelian. And around the throne was a rainbow that had the appearance of an emerald. I want us just to pause for a moment. I want you to just, right now at this moment, just close your eyes. And the best that you can do with your, with, in your human mind, I want you just to, to picture the throne of grace. Us just sitting there in the presence of God. See, this is what the writer is describing for us. This is what God is revealing to us, is that we will be in the presence of God. What an amazing thought. See, this is our hope. When we say we claim the hope of Jesus Christ, this is what we look forward to. Sitting in the presence of God. Yes, Truly, there's no question that the Bible teaches us that that God lives in us. You know, when you think about the Old Testament and what the picture is of of the Old Testament, um, when you think about the church in the Old Testament, it's referred to as a, a building, a temple, a structure where God dwells. See, and then you fast forward to the New Testament. When Jesus Christ, he comes and he dies on a cross and he sets things straight. He brings redemption. And we look at what the church looks like from that point on. And it's not a temple. It's not a building. These four walls are not the church. It is not the church. It is the people that sit here. It is the people that come. So we move from the vision of a temple to the vision of a people. See, we are the temple of the living God. God lives in us and he dwells in us. And forever will we be in his presence. See, this is what the future holds for our worship. That we will dwell in the presence of God. And if this is our future, what do we need to do today to prepare for it? See, I would say that, that we need to worship every single day, that we need to seek after God, that we need to spend every moment that God has given us in worship. I love what it says in Jeremiah 29, and everybody knows the 29 11, but just after that, he says this in verse 13. He says, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with what? With your whole heart. See, God has some great plans for us. He holds our future. But we have a part in that. And he's given us today so that we would fulfill our part and trust the fact that he is doing his part in this relationship. And we are to seek after him. We are to pursue him just like he pursues us. See, because worship matters. And in our future, we will be worshipers And let's practice today because of that. I want to tell you, if if you aren't worshiping today, if you are not taking every single moment of your life to worship that you can, I want to challenge you to start today. Let today be the reminder of saying, when I get up tomorrow morning, I'm going to start my week in the presence of God. When I get up in the morning, I'm going to fall straight to my knees in the presence of God or however that would look like for you. Whatever steps God is telling you to take, I want to say take them today. Start them today, knowing that you have an eternity of time that you will spend on your knees in the presence of God. Well, the second thing that we see here is that we will worship in community. Isn't that kind of cool? You know, I I joke with people that, uh, because I'm kind of a dork when I talk, you know, I hang out. Those of you that don't know me yet, and you will get to know me, I'm kind of a dork. See, Jason's shaking his head yes. So, but I I tell people, get used to me, because, you know, when God says he's preparing a mansion for us in heaven, it's not just for me. We're going to be roommates, see? (laughs) (laughs) You know how that is with roommates. So get used to it, all right? See, God designed us to worship corporately. He didn't send us or create us and call us to be individuals just by ourselves and hide in a corner. That's why we gather on Sunday mornings. That's why we gather throughout the week in small groups, in ministries, and do life together. Because God is preparing for us, preparing preparing us for what He has for us in the future. You think to yourself, Well, how do you know that, Floyd? Well, look at verse 4. Listen to what he says. He says, around the throne were 24 thrones and seated on the thrones were 24 elders clothed in white garments with golden crowns on their heads. See, worship in our future is worship together in community. This is a symbol of people worshiping God, God's people at the throne of grace. See, we will worship together in heaven Those that walk with Jesus, those that follow Jesus, you will worship in community with God. You will worship the God that created you. See, this verse shows us that we will, because of the righteousness of God, because of the grace of God, be surrounding the throne together as a body of believers in unity and in fellowship, lifting our hands, worshiping God and submitting to him Everything that we are. And I love what he does here. I love what what God does for us here as he shows us our future. He talks about this crown of life that has been given to people. The redeemed, those that live for him. In 2 Timothy 4, verse 8, it says it like this. It says, Henceforth, there is laid, upon, laid up for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. See, in our future. And not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. See, there it is. The crown of righteousness. What God has in store for you and I in our future. For those that love jesus for those that seek him with all of his heart it's what's in store for us see we worship him today knowing that we will sit in his presence together as those that have worshiped in love in truth and in spirit i want to ask you is this a reflection of your life today I know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sound like a pra- pastor to you when I say this, but I'm going to say it anyways. Are, are you gathering together with others to worship? Are, are you being intentional about coming together as, as God's people and worshiping Him together? And I, I'm not just talking about Sunday mornings, because Sunday mornings is important. There's so much to Sunday that we, we as the church can experience. But I'm talking about throughout the week also. Because Sunday morning should just be an overflow of our worship throughout the week. Sunday morning should just be an experience that we come to gather together corporately to, to help others, to encourage each other, stir each other up, have some fellowship, open up God's word, and see who we can find to do life together with. Are you doing this? Are you worshiping corporately? And if you're not, Let today be the day that you start. Let today be the day that you say, Father, point me to the person that you need need me to walk with and to encourage. Because I guarantee you there's someone in this room that needs you. There's somebody in this room that you need them. There's no question. My wife and I, we've been doing small groups for probably about 15 years now. And I remember pre-small group time, I came to my wife one day and I just said, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw her under the bus a little bit, so, but she loves me, okay? Remember? So she offers me grace, but she, she'll tell you this story. Never say never, because God will do some funny things in your life the moment you do. So I came to her I said, you know, I just feel God stirring my heart for my neighbor's you know, we're in this new community. We've been there for about 21 years now. And, and uh, I said, I, I, I think I want to do a little Bible study with the neighbors and invite them in. And she just looked at me and said, uh, no. <laughs> and so what God did in those moments as she prayed about praying about it is that he orchestrated and he ordained the moments to help us to understand how important that is to us. And I tell you what, she'll agree, I'll agree, we would never change that for anything. Our small group, and we've been in many small groups over the years, is so important to us. And it's more than just, it's more than just what we think it might be. It's a lot deeper than that. It's what I think God is showing us will look like in heaven as we worship corporately together, as we live in that great mansion together, as we do life in eternity together. It's a beautiful thing. It really is. We will worship in community. Let today be the day that you start. Listen to what it says in James chapter 1, verse 12. It says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast, faithful, under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who What? who love him, who seek after him. And the key word I think in there is that steadfast. I know we don't use that word in today's time, but we do use the term faithful. And that's all that means is is stay faithful to how God is moving you. Stay faithful in your worship. Gather together corporately. Gather together through the week. Invite some people in and worship together. I tell you what, it'll make all the difference in your life. See, as we worship in community today, we are preparing for what is to come. And together we help and remind one another of the promises of God. And that's what this is. These passages we just read, they are promises. God has promised to crown us, to give us this place in his presence. He's promised a crown of righteousness for those that love him. See, this is his promise for you and for me. Well, the last thing we see here is that we will worship forever. So we better start practicing. (laughs) We will worship forever. The last two verses in this passage, 10 and 11, I want you to listen to what it says here. It says, The 24 elders fell down before him who is seated on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. See, God has promised us an eternity. John 3.16 says this, It says that that if we believe in Jesus, that he will give us eternal life. And it says, then they cast these crowns before the throne. And I want to stop here, because I just want you to think about this, what they are doing, the significance of this picture that God has given us about our worship. See, this crown of righteousness that we seek after, that we have pursued, God has given this to us. And yet these men... They lay down the cross at his throne. They round, lay down the crown at his throne. Do you see the picture that they're drawing? The submission, the surrender? See, that crown is treasure to them. Our salvation is a treasure to us. And yet they lay it down at the throne of God because they understand who he is. And then they say this. They say, Worthy are you, our Lord and our God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will, they existed and were created. There's power in those words. Those words are a reminder of what our future holds. See, this vision of these people, I believe that we're worshiping at that moment and are continually worshiping today and will continue to worship God forever and ever. Think about the generations before us. All those great witnesses that have come before us, they are sitting and bowing before the throne of God right now. And this is the picture that God has given us to how they are responding to, to who God is in their worship. See, they are giving God the glory. We will give God the glory for the rest of our lives and we will give God glory into our life beyond this one. And they do this because God is worthy to to be praised. He is Lord of all. He is God of all creation. And because everyone that is present was created to live in full surrender. See, they are doing this today. I gotta imagine that same picture that John saw in this book is the same picture that's happening right now at this moment. Was well, as we close this morning, I wanna ask you, are you ready to worship God forever? Are you practicing today to worship him eternally? Well, if you are, that's great. But if you're not, I wanna ask you this. Because it all begins at a certain point. It all begins at a certain moment. And that moment starts when you surrender and you fully give your life to Jesus Christ, that you accept the gift of salvation. Have you done that yet? Can you say today is the day that you give your life to Jesus Christ in full surrender, in worship, knowing that he is worthy of, he is worthy of our praise, that he is holy, and he is our Lord God Almighty. And we talk about being saved, and sometimes we don't fully understand what that means. See, the Bible teaches us that being saved is, is a belief, it's a faith, it's a trust, that not only God saves us and he redeems us from our sinfulness, from the things that we've done wrong, the marks that we've missed, the life that we've lived before we've encountered Jesus. But it also tells us that it's a surrender. See, when we say Lord and Savior, it goes together and it's an element of surrender in our worship. See, when we worship, that's what we do. We surrender ourselves to God. We bow at the throne of grace and we lift our hands in praise and surrender to the God that loves us. That has redeemed us and forgiven us through his Son Jesus Christ, and we believe and we trust, we put our faith in who he is and what he's done. See, so we truly have to understand what he's done before we can really live in a life of fully surrendered. Well, in just a few moments I'm gonna ask you guys to, to not only reflect, but I'm gonna ask you to respond. I'm going to ask some, and I've already asked some of our leaders, if you guys would stand up, those of you that I've spoken to already, if you had to kind of just move away from the aisles so people can see you, um, and just come away from the aisles. And, and, you know, we got Rick and Kathy back here. We're a small enough church where we can see it. And you've got Rick and Kathy and Alan and Mark and, and Jason and Rick back there, another Rick and Bob, and we have Jeff. He's going to be singing, so don't bother him, okay? Because <laughs> we need the singing, you know. I want to ask you to kind of take the next few moments as we we close our service this morning. I want you to take a moment to kind of reflect and and ask yourself, where am I right now in my worship? What, What do I need to do in my life to move towards and seek after God? Because for everybody in this room, we all have something. We all have something that we need to bring before the throne of grace. And I don't expect you and neither does God expect you to do this alone. See, one plus one, it equals family. See, two are better than than one. God sends us out two by two. He never sends us to do this alone. And I want you to know that you have people in this church that will love you and encourage you and walk with you. They will struggle with you. They will pray with you. They will rejoice with you. See, because we are the body of Christ. We are God's children. And so I want to ask you right now in these moments to respond. If you haven't given your life to Jesus in full surrender, if you haven't called him Lord and Savior, I want to ask you to do that. And I want you to go to someone that's standing around here and I want you to just tell them, I am ready. Today is the day that I will fully surrender to my God. Today is the day that I start this journey. I want you to stand up from your chair and find one of these individuals to do that with. Now you may have already done that and if you're on this journey and maybe you just haven't worshipped God the way God has called you to worship Him. Maybe you haven't lived a reflection of who Jesus Christ is in your world today. See, again, this word, what we just heard here, our future, it demands a response. And so I'm gonna ask those of you that haven't done that, if maybe you've fallen short, maybe you've walked away from God and you've already made God your Lord or your Savior, but you haven't fully made Him Lord of your life, I want you to take this moment right now to stand up and find someone to pray with you. And just say, today is the day that I'm going to begin worshiping my God with all of my heart. That I'm going to seek after him and I need some help in that. I need someone that I can do this with that would encourage me and remind me of that. And if you think you're all right today, if you think everything is good today, I still want you to respond. Because again, we, we don't know what our future holds, but we do know who holds our future. And Jesus wants to change us. He wants to bring us to a place. I always tell people, and I believe this with all my heart, our heart is broken. God allows our hearts to be broken so that he can reshape them into the hearts that he desires them to be. And so when we repent, when we turn from our sin, it's change of direction. It means we've turned from the path that we're set on and we move to the path that God has set before us. And I want to remind you that we are never set to do that on our own. And so this morning as the church, corporately as a family, I want you to find someone to pray with. Right where you're sitting, if you want to do that, if you want to get up and get into some circles and do that as we sing these last few songs. But I I do expect, and, and, and God expects, should I say, we do this together because I tell you what we're going to do it in eternity forever and I know it's a little scary because I don't know everybody here but I tell you what God wants you to know everyone here and here's an opportunity for us to do that if you're a new guest with us feel welcome because you're a part of this family we want you to be a part and connected with this family find someone even if it's just right around you just turn to the person next to you and say let's pray together and as Jeff sings these last couple of songs I'm going to pray and then I'm going to let you pray and then together we're going to worship corporately if you brought your tithes and your offering you're probably wondering what am I going to do with this well as an act of worship what I want you to do is I want you to pray over that offering I want you to surrender that to God and there's some boxes in the back of the church that you're welcome to drop those in as you go out Or if you just want to walk over there and pray over it as you drop them into the box, you're welcome to do that. We're not going to plaster plate this morning like we normally do. See, this is a time for us as a family to remember that we are here to worship together. We are here to live in community together. And we will do this forever in the presence of God. Will you pray with me? Father, I thank you this morning for your love and for your grace. Father, I know that there are people in here that you are stirring their hearts that that need to hear from you, Father. Father, I know I am one of them. So Lord, I thank you that you would speak to my heart, that you would speak to every heart through the power of your spirit. Lord, we are your temples. We are your dwelling place. And Lord, we ask that you would just come, that you would just come and live in us and live through us, Father that your spirit would guide us and show us the things that you have and that we would be obedient to the leading of your spirit, Father, that we would be unashamed, that we would stand and we would sing praises boldly and that we would stand and pray together boldly and that we would stand and surrender boldly to you. And we would do it all in Jesus' name. Father, thank you that you are the one that holds our future. Thank you that you have shown us a glimpse of our future. And the things that we will have as we surrender our lives to you. That crown of righteousness. That eternity in your presence. Father, I thank you so much for this, Father. I pray for every heart that's in here. And I stand alongside of them as they bring their requests to you, as they gather together to request the things that they need in their lives. And I know there's people in here that are hurting, that need healing, that need your help Father so this morning together as the church we claim the hope of Jesus Christ for our lives we claim the hope of Jesus Christ for those that we love and we claim the hope of Jesus Christ for the person that is sitting next to us Lord we love you and we thank you for your love for us Father we praise you and we do it all in Jesus name
0: Amen Thank you for listening and we pray you were blessed by today's message. You are invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com. At Sol Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ, committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.